Oop-a-pa-doo and how do you do? <laughs> Welcome back to our final farewell. This is the Asterix, our podcast. I'm Ethan, your host. And with me, straight out of Asheville, is Kuji. What's up, Kuji? Finale. Finale. Finale is up. Yeah. This is it. How do, how do you feel? I just... Where did the time go? <laughs> That's a great question. Where did the time go? Uh, this is a pod where we will be looking back on the pod as a whole. Retrospective, as it were. We started this uh, this pod how long ago, QG? Would you say? Like 10 years ago. <laughs> Feels That's like it's about 10 years. It's probably, probably two years, right? Just about two years wow um i'll look and see if i could find the first posting date i meant to do that but regardless we are gonna kind of discuss the podcast as a whole pixar as a whole uh kind of give our our final thoughts on all the movies we've discussed over these 10 years these 10 long years (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um so yeah that's uh Want to just jump right into it? Let's go for it. Alright. So, we're going to start where, you know, most people would, would want us to start and just say what our favorite Pixar movie is. So, if you want to go first, Kuji, I'll give you the floor. Yeah. We can do it like, I'll go for, for, first for this one, you go first for the next one or something. I don't know. Okay. That works. I... Had no qualms deciding this. Toy Story, 100%. Wow. You're a classic man. Mm-hmm. Toy Story, wow. The OG, where's, where we started, uh, I'm finding here, September 13th, 2016 is when we started this podcast, QG. Right, right and, before uh, the end of the world. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is the simpler time. A great point. <laughs> That's true. It was a simpler time. Maybe that's what made us uh, think that this would matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Toy Story. Um, yeah. It's hard to argue that. I, w- I watched it every day when I came home from school as a kid. Yeah. I I think it's just, I feel like they, they peaked early, but you know, <laughs> what can you do? It's been, it's been a steady decline for Pixar. <laughs> yeah. Day one. Yeah, I mean, that really is typically the um, the universal choice there. It's hard to argue the impact it had on not only so many people of our generation, but uh, just the filmmaking world blowing up the uh, digital animation, making it something legitimate to uh, for young and old to enjoy. Yeah. I believe I went on my birthday when it first came out oh i would have been seven years old wow and (laughs) we are a little bit um what what no you can you can continue oh you still have the floor oh no i was gonna say that i didn't really have an explanation i mean it's just okay i don't think well i I don't i didn't have one because i don't think i need one i feel like everyone it's ubiquitous at this point 
So that's just how I felt. How do you feel? Um, I feel that's a great choice. It was uh, amongst my top contenders here. Uh, it came down to for me basically uh, Toy Story, Coco, a new entry from uh, from last year, which had an impact on me. Maybe some recency bias, but I did really enjoy Coco. Uh, but ultimately, I think I'm gonna just settle on Wally. Wow. Yeah. Is that a surprise to you? It is a little bit of a surprise to me. I didn't know. I Is it because it's the only one with a real person in it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Toy Story has real people. No, but it has like, what's his name? Uh, uh, Fred Willard. Oh. <laughs> as like a real yeah. person on a screen. <laughs> Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I chose it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, when I go back and like think of all the Pixar movies that we've watched, we've watched all of them now, um, Wally really just seems like the highest. That seems like the peak to me in terms of their movie making. Because not only does it is it kind of a little more um, experimental having what's basically a mute, main protagonist uh, yeah and a uh, dialogue free first like 30 minutes of the movie um it also is probably one of the more beautiful ones with some of the the space scenes and um the contrast that to the the awful uh dead earth scenes of the beginning it, it has a good message it, it, i don't think it yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's like one of the only ones with that explicit of a message. It is very explicit. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people maybe have an issue with it, maybe being too preachy in its uh, "save the Earth" mantra. Uh, I don't think it is. I think it toes the line well. Part of that maybe having a silent protagonist. Um, if he if he was a speaking character, he may have like a really obnoxious monologue. At some point, where he uh, pushes this narrative a bit too far, but I think it, it it toes the line, and it's a perfect film, and one of the ones I think you would really want to recommend to people if, for some reason, they'd never seen a Pixar film. It'd be like, just watch Wally; it's the best. <laughs> that that's a a fair choice. And uh, again, with with Wally, the character too. It is very easy to root for him because, as we've discussed throughout, uh, most of the Pixar heroes are actually pretty selfish douches. <laughs> That's what I was gonna. I was gonna say that too. Yeah, he's like one of the few ones that are likable, like right off the bat. Yeah. Again, it really helps just to have him not say anything other yeah. than his name and uh, some of the character names. So, that's my choice. Suck it if you don't like it. That was too. That was too <laughs> mean. No. Don't suck. All right. Uh, so next, we want to talk about favorite short. And I guess I'll go first. This is what we're yeah. doing here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and pick, and I think I've said it before in the pods, but uh, day and night. I thought you would say that. Yeah, that that one really stuck with me. It, Premiered alongside Toy Story 2, or I'm sorry, Toy Story 3. 
uh, again, really peak creativity with the idea of being the two characters are day and night and there are basically like hollowed out little figures with day and night scenes playing out in front of them or in them in the middle of their negative space and then they kind of have an argument and fight and uh, it's just really it's like peak creativity just in the concept but then it's executed so well that uh it's 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 high art i say i thought i thought it was very good we talked about that i had bow <laughs> was also a consideration too the newest one i thought that had uh the most heart of all the uh the shorts that i've seen you know what speaking of which that's the one i chose oh look at <laughs> you <laughs> which was also Day and Night, and then Sanjay Super Team, the one uh, before The Good Dinosaur. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's good. They all... Because the Sanjay Super Team was touched on, like, taking your parents' religion, and how that was interesting. But yeah. I think the Bao one resonated with me the most in terms of personal experience. Yeah, which is your relationship with your mother. Yeah, she, you know, one time cooked a Bao and ate it. And then it looked like me, and I was very, very nervous. <laughs> yeah. And then a bunch of white people didn't get it. <laughs> you brought home a white girlfriend, and she did not like her. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Until she made better bows than, uh, than your own mother. Yeah, you gotta learn to make the bows. I mean, it's important. <laughs> that one, I do really love the animation on that one too. It like almost looks like it's claymation, it, it, but like it's so clean and uh, yeah, the like, perspective and the sizing is really interesting. Yeah, the face shapes are really strange. <laughs> yeah, they're nice, you know, round characters shaped like bows. <laughs> That's a good choice. That was my second choice, so I can't uh, have any qualms there. No, no, no. I can't wait till we have some qualms. Well, I'll find some qualms. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. <laughs> All right. From there, uh, do you have a least favorite short you want to hit me with? Um, that's you know what I didn't think about that. Least favorite short. I think I added that after uh, <laughs> you looked at our our uh, prep sheet here. I think maybe. No, you know it's hard because they're all they're all pretty good maybe, yeah no they're definitely maybe good. jerry's game because it was just boring <laughs> okay really yeah that's like the original basically um well at least the that, first big one that's it's like tough to. yeah it's tough to like because the animation's like you know what probably I think there's one with Mater in it, so yeah, Mater and the Ghost Light. So that one, <laughs> that one's my least favorite one. Those are yeah, that's one of the uh, the the offshoot, non theatrical release ones. But yeah, that's not. I can't argue with anything uh, involving Mater. <laughs> yeah, being terrible. Did you have one in mind? I did. I didn't think about those uh, the like DVD video release ones because those ones are mostly garbage. Um, <laughs> As far as the original feature release ones, I remember Bounding. 
Yeah. With the with the jumping jackalope. That one was mm-hmm. pretty garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and it was before the Incredibles too. It's like, come on. Yeah. Step up your game. There There was an animated one before the the new Incredibles, right? No, that's when Bao was. Uh, Bao, oh yeah, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> there was none before well, there was a Frozen short before Coco. That's right, that's the one. That's the one before Coco. Yeah, which is stupid. I mean, they, fuck, they made your. I didn't consider that one, but that that one would definitely, I guess, be the worst because it was like thirty minutes long. <laughs> hey, watch watch half of Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're all they're all pretty good though. Um, it's hard to really pick one that's too bad, but uh, Bounding is also one of the few ones that actually has like dialogue. <laughs> I guess maybe you can tell. Maybe I don't like dialogue. <laughs> That's my thing. I, I mean, if you can make a thing and if you make like a movie or a short without dialogue and it's still great, then that I think it's a great achievement. I think it's a better, a higher achievement. Yeah. And I think Pixar's shown that with their most of their shorts. So you can you can do better than Bounding. That's all I'm saying. Well, so we got the, our favorites or least favorites. Um, I'd ask, I guess, your least favorite movie, but it's it's gonna be Cars two, right? <laughs> um, I think it was a tie between Cars two and three and one. <laughs> <laughs> Just lump them all together. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you my my bunching? Sure. Yeah. yeah let's do a, a a tier ranking of all of the the major movies here. All right, because we my... both agree that's a, that's a better system than just straight ranking them. Yeah, making more nebulous. Yeah, um, it makes more sense. Less like nitpicky about which one ranks higher than which one. But yeah, so go ahead, take the floor. In my bad tier, my lowest tier. <clears throat> oh, starting have, there. Okay, I have Monsters University, Finding Dory, A Bug's Life, The Good Dinosaur, and all the cars. In, in the middle, I have Finding Nemo, Inside Out, Monsters, Inc., Up, and Brave. And then for my great, you know, top, got Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, Coco, Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wally, and The Incredibles again. Okay. Um, yeah, we had a few differences there, it sounds like. All right. I put, I put Brave and Toy Story 2 in my bottom tier. Uh, we didn't discuss this, but we both independently figured three tiers was the proper way to, to rank these. Yeah. And uh, my thought process kind of the top tier are movies I would definitely recommend like anybody watch. Second tiers, movies that, um, you know, if given the opportunity, I would watch them again or tell someone like, yeah, you can watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom tier, I would say you could probably avoid these. Yeah. <laughs> just don't even think about these. Um and my bottom tier I had well I I even forgot about Monsters University, so that's uh I guess that just makes it bottom tier. <laughs> yeah, all the cars, good dinosaur, uh Finding Dory, Brave, and Toy Story Two, even though that was kind of on the cusp. Uh 
part part of me just wants to rank Toy Story too low, so that uh, Jared can eat it. <laughs> so he contends it's it's better than three. Yeah. Uh, my second tier I had Bugs Life, which you had your your bottom tier, right? Yeah. I like Bugs Life. Maybe that's a lot of nostalgia coming into play, but I think it's fine. I'll pop in every once in a while if it's on. Uh, Toy Story Three, Monsters Inc. Incredibles 2, Up, Nemo. I have Ratatouille as a second tier. That one's also on the cusp. And Inside Out's in my second tier, but on the cusp as well. My top tier's pretty, a little more uh, inclusive, I guess. Or exclusive is the right word. Yeah, <laughs> the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, very much the opposite. Uh, Wally, Toy Story, Coco, and Incredibles 1. I mean, those are, like, my top four. I mean, that's, like, they're, like, the big ones. They're, like, the hard hitters, you know? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Those are the top. Upper echelon. Inside Out Ratatouille, I'd say, are close, but they just miss out. Any big arguments there? Uh, I was a little surprised you wouldn't put Incredibles 2 in there, but I guess it's still fresh, maybe. I I would yeah. put it that way. The only reason I put the Toy Stories up there, I think, is I think that's more nostalgia than anything. We can I top tier again. I, I had Toy Story, Coco, Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wally, Incredibles two, and the, I had all the Toy Stories. But oh, now I'm thinking about it, I really didn't like the third one that much, <laughs> so I, I might bump that down to the second tier. But Toy Story two is probably after Toy Story, the one I've seen the most times. So, so you, wow, so you keep that as a top tier too? Yeah, even though it's not, I, I like, no, it's not great, but it's hard not to put it in the, in that category. <laughs> great, now we got some qualms, baby. Yeah, that's a qualm. <laughs> Internal qualm. <laughs> Toy Story 2, I don't know, there's just something about it. Like, I think coming off Toy Story 1, it was an impossible task to, like, live up to that. And it just, a lot of things it does, which are like more minor things, I guess, just annoy the crap out of me. (laughs) Whereas like, I'll agree that I think the plot's pretty good, or at least the concept of, you know, involving toy collectors into the universe makes a lot of sense. Uh, I didn't like bringing Zerg in. I didn't like Jesse, the character. Sorry. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, I like, um, what's her name? The boys, Joan, uh, Joan Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Joan Cusack. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's just like, there's something about that movie just sticks in my craw. <laughs> I mean, I do hate it. Cause they do that awful thing where they say, buzz, I am your father, which I, I hate when movies do that. Uh-huh. Like just stop. Movies still do yeah. it, which it makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, mm. I think yeah, I agree. That whole like Zerg and Buzz thing really annoyed me. It it seems, I mean, it it was supposed to be a straight to DVD sequel, and it still kind of has that shine to it for some reason. Whereas Toy Story three seems to recapture like the glory in my eyes. Uh, so that's why I'm putting it down there. It's understandable. 
If it was on TV, I wouldn't watch it. I might stop for a little bit. <laughs> you might pop in. And see how close they are to that scene. Yeah, the other thing, too, like, I, I can't think of one scene from Toy Story 2 that really gets me going. <laughs> Can you? I like the dude who paints Woody. I think that's a cool scene, but... That's a good montage, yeah. Bringing back Jerry, your your best friend Jerry. Ugh, Jerry. <laughs> And then, like, that – isn't Wayne Knight one of the guys – he's, like a... – He's a collector. No, he, he's Big Al or whatever, fat, Big Fat Al. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Big Al. Big Al's yeah. toy barn. Big Al's like, toy barn. I like that. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is fine. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I guess, the, like, the – Scene in the toy store, I guess, was fun. They meet the Barbies. Doesn't 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 work for me. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready for the next category? I feel like. Uh, sure. What is the next category? See. Favorite character. Favorite character. Um. Is it my turn or your turn? I think you go in this one. No. Oh. Sure. I don't really have a good answer for this one. <laughs> I don't either because all the main characters are just terrible. So <laughs> it's like I thought Wally was good, but yeah. of course. Wally was I, my answer too, but that seemed kind of boring. I feel like I like Remy the Rat, but I also might just like him because I like Patton Oswald a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Remy. Um and I like He's... Joy from Inside Out as well. Oh, interesting. I consulted a lot of lists to uh, figure, to kind of get me going on this, and a lot of people didn't like Joy. Really? They, th- they thought she was annoying. A lot of people also didn't like Disgust, too, Mindy Kaling's character. Uh, I mean... I was fine with it. <laughs> I... Yeah, well... Well, I put so, I put Wally. You put um, Wally. It, it's not. It doesn't feel like a good answer. But Wally's I mean, like, maybe, yeah. It's the only like well-rounded, hundred percent lovable character. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't not hate a lot of them. Yeah. And he's got good good values, good morals. He's just trying to clean up the place, trying to do his job. Yeah, trying to help that roach out. <laughs> he has roach money. <laughs> Um, so I think that's fine. I, I will even say too, um, well, another character I think is pretty good. Uh, I think Elastigirl is really good actually. And I'm glad Incredibles 2 let her shine a little bit more because, uh, (laughs) she, she kind of needs some more room to grow and it, it worked really well. I I was thinking about her too, but then I guess I kind of conflated her with how annoying Mr. Incredible is <laughs> and how like bad he was at letting her be a person in the, in the second movie. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, her herself is a really good character. 
I kind of take that as a a bonus to her, though. The fact that she is able to still be uh, herself through and through, and like she doesn't take crap from who's essentially Superman <laughs> next to her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like somehow tougher than the you know strongest man in this universe is what we're led to believe. She's badass. Yeah, and she's got that ass. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I was try- trying to avoid that, but <laughs> it's unavoidable. Nope, it's hard. Um. So uh, yeah, you'll say Wally. I'll I'll just stick with the last girl just to make it different there. All right. Well, who's your favorite side character? Favorite side character. This one, uh, I had a lot more options for this one. I don't want to step on your toes here, but here's some of the ones I was considering before I tell you my real pick. Okay. Um, well, I don't want to, I, one of them I know you'll say, so I'll skip that one. Um, I'll say Wheezy from Toy Story is pretty fun just because he's so cute. <laughs> Also, really liked the phone character in Toy Story three, because he's such yeah. like a hard hard boiled guy. Uh, Mo from Wally is also very cute. I guess I like cute characters. Um, someone who's not cute, but I think is a great character. I'd say it's Sid. He's just pure dag nasty evil. I didn't even think of Sid. That's that's great. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. That that would be a good choice, but it's hard to pick a evil character for this. Yeah. So my real choice, I'm going to say, uh, I guess I really like Incredibles. I'm going to say Frozone. Especially Incredibles 2, because he's actually the one that saves the day multiple times. Yeah, he's like the <laughs> only no reason they're all still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saves the kids. He saves the... Uh, capital from being destroyed and he helps stops the yacht he's pretty much the best superhero in that universe yeah <laughs> and then he's voiced by sam jackson which is great always and great. let's be honest he's one of the f- very few black characters in all the pixar movies that's and true. Mr. incredible oh yeah <laughs> well i was gonna say a lot of them are like anthropomorphic things but i guess they're also not voiced by black people ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I did. I couldn't think of any other ones. I guess <laughs> that are like actually legitimate characters. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I love about Frozone is the fact that Mr. Incredible loves him so much, which I mentioned on the Incredibles two pod. He's so darn happy every time he comes into the room. <laughs> he makes me happy when he comes into the room. It's like overjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, what were your choices? for favorite side character um i liked um i also put wheezy i liked wheezy yeah, a lot wheezy. wheezy f baby yeah uh i liked hank the octopus and, oh uh, hank that's a good one yeah he was like grumpy um i liked what i read it uh, I liked, uh, oh, I like Sigourney Weaver as the computer in, uh, Wally <laughs> because I love Sigourney Weaver and everything. Yeah. So 
but my choice and I didn't know if this if antagonists count, but I thought Randall from Monsters Inc. Oh. is my favorite side <laughs> character. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I was I said Sid. I, I thought, thought you were gonna say Bing Bong. <laughs> no, although he was under my f- favorite character list, I forgot to mention. No, oh. <laughs> he's more of a side character. He is, uh, but I like I like Super Shimmy. I think did really well, and his character was so like weird and conniving, and I don't know. I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, it's a good character. Cool character design too. Yeah. And he, cool sh- he should have, he should have won. He had all the power. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of was. Yeah, I mean, I'm stupid at the end for no reason. Uh, no, that's a good choice. I'm glad one of us picked a antagonist. Um, all right. So enough with the favorites. How about your least favorite main character? Uh, this one has plenty of options. Least <laughs> <laughs> favorite main character, I think, is Dory. Oh, damn. Yeah. Spicy. I I hate when she talks to whales. I hate how useless she is. It's not even really a character. Her character is that she's just like nothing. She's so useless <laughs> that all these other characters need to exist. <laughs> like she also gets him like almost killed a million times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's a good choice. I How was about you? Uh, I on my short list. I did have Marlin. Uh, I I had Marlin, but I didn't know if he was a main character or not. So I don't want to say that. But Marlin is fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely a main character. It's him and Dory in the first one. Uh, that's, oh, yeah, that's true. I keep forgetting Finding Nemo isn't really about Nemo that much. <laughs> yeah, I guess Finding Dory is very much about Dory, so I get the confusion. But it's, it's surprising that we both enjoy the movie <laughs> since we hate the two main characters. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is the power of the rest of the movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, Marlon sucks. He's super boring in like a wet blanket. Um, yeah. He's... Lightning McQueen fucking sucks. Yeah. He's so terrible. He's so boring. He's got no redeeming qualities. Uh, he's selfish and I don't know. Owen Wilson doesn't really seem to give a shit <laughs> doing the voice. Uh, I don't blame him. But my real choice. I'm going to say, and you can maybe argue whether I is a main character. I would say he is a main character. Uh, Linguini in Ratatouille, the the human <laughs> that is controlled by Remy the rat. Uh, you know, this guy that's... sucks. <laughs> he is. He's so terrible. <laughs> Let's go through why he sucks. <laughs> so he only gets his job which is at one of the best restaurants in Paris because his family owned the restaurant or something, or like his great aunt was banging the owner. I can't remember, but <laughs> probably strictly probably through nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is a total doofus and like super uncoordinated. 
but somehow he's like a savant on roller skates <laughs> which really annoys me he can't like walk two steps without falling over but he can like roller skate like a god uh he's super ungrateful to remy like the second some one problem comes up this rat who's taken him to the stratosphere of cooking <laughs> made him an amazing cook he just like kicks him out because he gets yeah. super selfish and uh, ungrateful uh and then he like kind of uh sexually assaults the colette character a little bit uh who herself is a badass and they kind of stupidly make her fall in love with him for no reason other than that he's the you know one of the protagonists so for all those reasons Linguini, you suck. That's an excellent choice. Thank you. I, I, was, guess, I was happy with that choice. Well, in that movie, I guess they kind of split the main character into like Remy and Linguini. So like maybe they put all the bad qualities onto him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All they, the usual bad the two qualities. Of them, yeah, they, they combine, I guess, to make one character. But yeah, Remy gets all the good stuff. He's good. Okay, so continuing on the hate train. Uh, <laughs> least favorite side character, and you can't say Mater because the answer is obviously Mater. Mater. <laughs> so other than Mater, who's your least favorite side character? Hmm. My least favorite side character... Huh. You go first. Let me think about it for a second. Okay. <laughs> now, maybe again, I'm stretching what a side character is here, but. And maybe it's partly just because I hate the movie, or the movie just kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I'm going to say Jessie, the cowgirl. Hmm. Uh, she just kind of represents everything I don't like about Toy Story 2, which is like, they took Toy Story and, like, okay, it's a sequel. We got to make it, like, louder and crazier. Uh, so just make this character that yells all the time and is jumping around. Uh, I get that like she has a complex and emotional backstory, which is good. So she's not the worst character. I'm not going to say she's a bad character, but yeah, she represents everything I hate about a sequel to one of the best Pixar movies ever made. So she gets my anger. All right, did you think of a good one yet? I think I know it's it's, it's tough. <laughs> Say uh, Heimlich. That was one I was thinking of from Bugs Life. I was gonna say sadness from Inside Out. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? I, I like sadness. I didn't like sadness. I know, like that's how she had to be, but I just hate everything about that character and what she was doing and. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. How do you not... bummer. Yeah, how do you not hate sadness? (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's not a bad one. Um, All right, so now to the best part. Mm -hmm. The reason this podcast continues to thrive. (laughs) Let's get into our rats and burgers. Ah! Cue the music. (laughs) 
right. <laughs> what was that? Is that car uh, parking? Yeah. Car stopped. <laughs> Stop the car. It's Rathenberger time. I s- um, yes. I've been trying very for a very long time to have a good Ratzenberger impression, but I cannot do one for the life of me. <laughs> so I'm very sorry. You've had a long time. I know. Every time I try, I sound so stupid. <laughs> Believe it's, me, I've tried. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. Um, I guess you could just try and do a Cliff Clavin impression, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's start on a positive note. What would be your favorite Ratzenberger entry in the Pixar universe? That's easy. Ham. Oh, you're right. You took mine. <laughs> yep. Not yeah. only is it the like the longest, it's mm-hmm. also like the most fleshed out. You get a feeling as what his character is. He almost assassinates Woody. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it you get to hear his full I mean he's a talented man you gotta hear him out for sure um, so you, you said that too I picked Ham I settled onto Ham um, he's legitimately funny he's maybe the funniest character in all the Toy Story That's universe yeah. I would say Just even like, with Don Rickles <laughs> yeah even the short lived Don Rickles <laughs> Uh, just yeah, he's consistently funny just because of his just like kind of nonchalant attitude. But also, he gets yeah, he almost <laughs> he almost kills Woody, <laughs> leads the lynch mob. Um, so yeah, he's actually important to the plot, which is rare for a Ratzenberg character. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just something about the character design is just a good match for the voice. Not to say that Ratzenberger's like a pigly man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fine looking fellow uh, it's just always it's a great combo I guess it helps that that's the first one so it always kind of will stick in your mind uh, the ham voice yeah but you're right it does It does match the voice like I don't know I know what you mean the only other one I think would that would make a strong contention is maybe P.T. Flea from Bugs Life where I get my great intro line from. Uh, I think that's another good character design to voice combo because he's such a small, tiny character, but he's got this like kind of super deep, booming voice. I also uh, like the Abominable Snowman. Yeah, I know you like that guy. I thought that's what you're gonna pick. I, it was it was a close second, but I think Ham just is a better character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ham's the best. Underminer from The Incredibles is good. Yeah. I'm hoping in the third one they'll have a better plot with him in it. (laughs) Yeah, I hope he's the main villain. Come on, baby. Yeah. We can do it. I think an underrated Ratzenberger is the the school of fish in Finding Nemo. Where he's just making fun of Marlin. Which is (laughs) very, very great. And much deserved. (laughs) Yeah. He's speaking for the audience, though. <laughs> or as the crab guy in, the, in Finding Dory. Husband crab? Yeah. But I don't think, I don't remember him saying anything. Like, I know he does, but... I put it's that actually in, my, in one of my least favorite Ratzenbergers. Well, let's get into that. Let's do it. So, I guess I'll go first on this one. 
uh, I basically had <laughs> I just lumped together all the ones that we missed because the part was so short like in Coco and Good Dinosaur uh, Husband Crab and Finding Dory I don't think I recognized him until reading the credits afterwards that... so you can lump all those together I wrote every bit part because that's essentially <laughs> and he was Fritz in Inside Out which I tried desperately to find but I couldn't find the clip yeah that was like a post credits clip I think I tried like 20 minutes and I couldn't find it <laughs> it's not good um, I did settle on one though he plays Mustafa a waiter in Ratatouille who I assume is supposed to be French but uh, I can't think of anyone that sounds less French than John Ratzenberg <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true I don't think he could pull it off I don't I don't remember him doing it at all so again just a tiny bit part also we need more characters named Mustafa <laughs> Mustafa yeah so he gets a point for that, but still, no. doesn't work. Is that what you said? Just all the bit parts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, now, that's good. Here's a big one. Yeah. Your favorite movie... or <laughs> I can't read. Your favorite moment <laughs> or scene. Favorite moment. Moment, yes. Um. Yeah, it's a big one. So... Do you have a good answer? I I had um, three ones that like just immediately came to me with no prompting, and one was uh, in Coco when they reveal the afterlife, like the just a big. Mm. like whoa look at this <laughs> we spent years doing this in computers <laughs> uh and then woody and buzz him going like you're a toy a child's plaything mm. and then uh the one that stuck out to me the most and the first thing that came to my mind was the claw <laughs> Yeah, these are all very good. None particularly moving, but just ones that... Hey, just... I got teary-eyed in the uh, Coco reveal. Yeah? It's because it was so beautiful. That's uh, what you what you have. Um, those are all excellent choices. Um, I'd say you can put the intro to Up in there, just in terms of like how amazing uh, storytelling that is and, with no uh, dialogue no dialogue yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> um the final play scene in toy story 3 when andy plays with his toys for the last time with the little girl these are all good uh sully revisiting boo at the end of Monsters Inc. is good. The one I re- like came down to two basically, in terms yeah. of how powerful they were. But um, again, Toy Story three, the scene where they accept death. 
<laughs> and they're they're about to, all the toys about to be incinerated. Uh, it's very iconic, yeah. It's iconic, and you really can't. Like I was talking about Toy Story two. There's no scene in that entire movie that just lives up to that single like scene and shot. With Jesse as buds, what do we do? And he just doesn't have an answer. And he's like, they just accept death. They hold hands, yeah. and how can you start crying? Um. But I'm going to say my favorite scene, which ties to my favorite movie, would be in Wally when he's flying through space with the fire extinguisher with Eve. Yeah. Uh, Eve. Eve. <laughs> it's a gorgeous scene. It's just beautiful. They're dancing in the space together. It's just very romantic between two robots. Like, how could you... If you can feel romance from two robots, you know it's you know a good scene. Uh, it's also a very cathartic scene, I think. There's a lot of like hectic uh, scenes that come before it when they're getting on the ship and he's getting chased by other characters, and then he flies out into space. You think he's gonna die or whatever, and then. But it's just it's very carefree. Yeah, and then it's kind of like you just release for like a few moments there, and. Uh, it's like everything stops. It's beautiful. It's a great scene. You can come back to any time. To put you in a good headspace. That I feel like my choices are dumb now because I just have scenes <laughs> that just stuck with me. But that that's uh, those are great. Well, no, I mean that's why I picked that one. It stuck with me. Um. Then yeah, Wally stuck with me. I mean that's not a. That's not a rare choice. Most of the lists I checked would would list those for sure. So, I mean, I'm probably gonna watch Wally tonight just because of the way you're talking about <laughs> it. I hope you know that. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. <laughs> um, okay, so while we get a little emotional here, here, uh, what would you say is the saddest moment? Or there's the saddest overall movie of the bunch. Up, of course, that mm-hmm. the scene you described, that, that was the saddest. And then accepting inevitable doom in Toy Story 3, I wrote that. Yeah, and I guess I, I picked sur- a lot of the sad moments as my favorite moments. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what you had. The other thing I had was when you realize that people can like, like extra die in Coco, like you can like mega die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really sad. He drank his tequila or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if we're talking about moments where I cried in movies, Up, Toy Story three, mm-hmm. while they're dying, and then also the last playing with the toys, mm-hmm. and then Coco when the grandma dies, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, how about? And I wrote all of Dory moments because, because she just has dementia. And it's depressing. <laughs> that's a different. But, <laughs> that's different though. Yeah. So what? Uh, what did you? Put? Uh, those are excellent choices. Um, I guess if you had to pick one moment, the scene I definitely cried most during is in Coco when he's singing the song to his grandma. Yeah, and she uh, she's finally sings back after you know, I don't know years of being unresponsive. 
Yeah. It's a mix of that uh, that being a, you know, unequivocally beautiful scene and also just seeing it at this age where I'm actually comfortable with crying in movies. <laughs> Whereas before <laughs> I had bottled that up like a thinking that's what I made a real man. <laughs> yeah. Real men no. don't cry. But uh, real men cry during kids movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the theater surrounded by kids. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that, and I mean, because you said there's other scenes too with the other guy dying, second death. It's definitely one of the sadder movies. Yeah. Because that and Toy Story 3 are probably the saddest. It's all about being dead, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Can't get any more real than that. All right. Um, So, next question we have here. I wondered... So after watching all the movies, the ones that you'd previously seen before we did this pod, did your opinions change anywhere from positive to negative? Um, Just things, I guess, maybe you didn't realize before. Anything come to mind there? Um, I definitely had a better appreciation for Incredibles. I I saw it once, then I like never went back to it, and then when I watched it again, I mean, I watched it a couple times, but when I really came back to it to critically think about it, I realized like how great it was all around and I really got to appreciate mm-hmm. it more. I kind of fell out of, you know, infatuation with, with finding Nemo. Yeah. Uh, I never saw Ratatouille, so it was great that I, you know, saw that. And then also A Bug's Life went lower on my list, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Incredibles got way better. How about uh, yeah. how about, how about you? Yeah, I would agree with all those. Um, seeing, yeah, Incredibles and talking about it on the pod with Jared, chairman of the board, Jared, uh, sure. definitely made me appreciate it as a movie. Probably one of the tightest scripts They've they've put out um, happy happy belated by the way. <laughs> oh, yes, sure appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the main answer would be when I first saw Cars, I really liked it. Um, now I saw it with oh no, my knee <laughs> is my credibility out the window now. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um. I had recently driven across the country. Maybe I was in like a road trip nostalgia kind of mood and cars kind of plays on that. Uh, so I thought it was really good, but yeah, seeing again, it, it's not good. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah. All you saw was cars. So you just, <laughs> yeah, I was inundated with cars. <laughs> How could I not love them? So I'll, yeah, I'll settle on that. Cars went from a positive to a big negative. Let's see. All right, um, moving on. I was going to say, who's your... Uh, favorite, I'd say, random voice actor in a movie, like a one-off random person who showed up in a movie? Uh, ran, a one-off... Um, yeah. I'm not positive he's a one-off or not, but I do really like Richard Kind's voice. 
He's Bing Bong in Inside Out. <laughs> I love that name. He, yeah, it's a great name. He's in several of them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he was like the, the dumb cricket in Bugs Life. And he's a couple other people. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, then shit, I can't use that. <laughs> um, I guess you could say most of the characters in Inside Out, though. They're uh, yeah. Andy Kaling, uh, Amy Poehler, Bill Hader. So, Hater, yeah. Yeah. Lewis Black. So good. Lewis Black, yeah. How can I not say Lewis Black? I do love Richard Kind's voice though. He's got a great voice. <laughs> Very good has, yeah. character voice. Um Sam Jackson also is great, but he's more of a I guess a main character to stick around. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> he should get his own movie. Um What would you say? I was gonna say Sam Elliott as the that mm. country dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, he's a T Rex, right? Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. Yeah, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> Another guy with like a very unique, drawly sort of voice. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely just a great voice. You want to just drink a Coors, a banquet beer. <laughs> Yeah. Cold as the Rockies or whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, good answers here. Mm-hmm. Um, what other question do we have here? You want to talk about this one? I'm highlighting. <laughs> yeah, we skip yeah, yeah, it? yeah. We, well, be brief. Uh, okay, we we spoke brief. about several rides that the movies could be adapted <laughs> into and what what you think the best idea is so i'll let you uh go for that first okay yeah and we we talked about it on the pod i think but um i really think ratatouille the scene where he first comes to Par- first he realizes he's in paris and he's running up the sewers and like through buildings past dogs and past like people fighting uh and then he when he gets to the roof he realizes he's in paris and he's at the restaurant um, I just think that kind of has like the structure of a theme park ride similar to the Peter Pan ride or something at Disney World. Yeah, and you definitely... could have a little bit more fun with like the size you are because you're just kind of like a rat size. Um, I thought you could make it like f- kind of 4D with some food smells. Maybe mm. get some wine spilled on you. And then it has the nice ending. You're at the, you know, bright, shining restaurant. Would you have everything, like, enlarged? Like, everything look really big while you're going through it? Like you're a little mouse? Yeah, that'd probably be more fun, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I, you, you'd, you'd be the size of a rat. Like, well, I close my eyes when you're describing his journey, and I could see the ride in action. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Did you have a, an idea for this? Yeah. Um, well, first I wrote not cars. <laughs> because I'm not sure if they have a ride for cars yet. They probably do. They do. Yeah, they do. And I'm not positive if they have. I think they probably have a Ratatouille ride already. But um, yeah, not cars. Um, I was going to say, I still love the Monsters, Inc. The doors. I think you could do a lot with them doors. Oh, yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, the big door warehouse. 
Yeah, and then you can go to like any, you can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. You're popping up and in. Yeah. That's a good one. So if you're listening, Disney. And you're an Imagineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make your checks out to Asterixar LLC. Dot com. Dot com. I wanted to add a question if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Off the dome. What, uh, what performance would you say is the most, I don't know offensive or tone deaf <laughs> oh boy <laughs> overall uh performance yeah um i mean i think there's one answer really <laughs> that i know you're gonna agree with sure um that would be tony shalhoub <laughs> it would be <laughs> being the uh very stereotypical Italian guy in uh, the Cars universe. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> um, no one hits ho- a little too much, a little too home, does it? I will I say just, also the Cars. Yeah. I think we mentioned it on the Cars Two pod, but Mater does a kind of offensive geisha. <laughs> I oh gosh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it's best to forget it. Well, speaking of. Uh, Asian people. Um, sure. I feel like Edna is still offensive to me, and I <laughs> I can't get past it. I like great character. Don't get me wrong, but I still feel like it's like clearly supposed to be an Asian person, right? Like, um. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I didn't think of it in that way, but I could definitely see that. And it's voiced by Brad Bird. Yeah, by the director. And who is a man? It it is. He's doing woman voice too. That's it's all kinds of offensive. I think she's supposed to be more based on um. Oh fuck! Who was that? Uh, well, they have a credit as Anna Lit- or Anna Wintour, the Vogue editor in chief. I mean, oh, and Linda Hunt, the actress. I I get that, like I, but I still feel like <laughs> there's just some like, just something about it that doesn't read right to me. But you know what? Let's just let it go. It's a great character. <laughs> Whatever. Well, my question is if. If the character design is based on Linda Hunt, which it is, why not have Linda Hunt voice it? That's true. She's done She's done voices. She was in Pocahontas, apparently, as I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. She was in several things. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Great great role in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I can't forget that cat role. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I could see, yeah, I could just kind of sit a little awkwardly in there. So that's a good answer. <laughs> um, all right. Any um, what else we got here? Do you have a favorite mo- moment of the podcast itself? The Asterix R podcast. I think my favorite moment 
was all the moments. Oh, that's the <laughs> cutest thing. <laughs> and I really like the the cocoa pod. I think we got to a lot. We got <laughs> we got to a lot of places in that in that episode. Learned a lot about each other. Yeah, that was a good one with Frankie on. My answer yes. was yeah, just having all our our various friends on as guests. Shout out Frankie, Chelsea, yeah. the brothers Kuji, and uh, oh. chairman of the board Jared. Of course. Uh, I think it, it, mo- most of all, just having all the Kuji brothers on for the up pod, oh. I think was a uh, pretty special. Although, um, I'll admit that it was difficult to to handle a four man pod. So my apologies if I if I didn't do a great job hosting that one, but. That's when you can look back years later, Kuji, and be like, look at all of us brothers on this pod. Yeah, look at what we did. <laughs> look at this art we put together. Also, a great moment. Uh, shout out to the one <laughs> one friend of mine who discovered it independently of me. I don't know how she did. And uh, was just like, oh, you have a podcast? Probably thinking it was more important than it actually is. <laughs> It's very important, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, all the moments with you, QG, been great. And we've been potting, and we're like five million miles apart. <laughs> five I million. Know, I don't know how many miles it is. <laughs> Have to circle the Earth many times. Yeah, I got to circle jerk the Earth. <laughs> There's a stinger. There it is. And the Stingers. Stingers have been Sh- fun. Shout out to them. Uh, yeah, editing the pods is fun. I say, final question we have here is, did we learn anything? Um, and I'll say I learned that it is fun to edit a pod. It is also more difficult to host one than I assumed. It takes a lot more work, a lot more preparation. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely enjoyable. I think in terms of the content, I'd say uh, I learned that, you know the value of a, a child's movie. As you mentioned, we started the pod September 2016 on the eve of the American apocalypse. Yep. Uh, watching these movies has been uh, a bit of a relief discussing them and you know getting your mind off the horrible world for you know hour or so while we discuss and then you know several hours while i edit has definitely been useful for my mental health and that's so that's invaluable that's what podcasts are about they're about learning and forgetting a little bit yeah yeah kind of uh yeah that lie to escape it's a good escape. I hope it was that for you know whoever listened to it. Um, I know. Did you have anything else that you learned specifically? Any parting thoughts? I learned that you're good at editing podcasts. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I learned that things are possible. <laughs> that you know what 
it may just be a kids movie but they work really hard and there's a lot of good messages and stuff in it and we could all learn something by watching pixar movies Mm -hmm. like compassion for your fellow man yep i think it comes down to that we had our fun talking about these i know we uh we're harsh on some but still you gotta you gotta give props to the people who worked on them and the dedication they have to giving us a little respite from our life uh for an hour or so um still an accomplishment creating something is uh, always an accomplishment so you can't take that away from them nope um you know, we started this pod. I don't know if we really had much intention for where it would go um, or much thought of the levels of attention we would receive from it. We ne- I don't know if we really achieved uh, <laughs> what we expected, maybe, or what we, in our back of our mind, were hoping for, but that's fine. And, uh, well, who knows? Yeah. Maybe one day in the future there'll be some crazy algorithm that goes through the multitude of podcasts and just randomly suggests this or randomly lets aliens listen to it and they <laughs> learn stuff. You never know what could happen. It's going to be out there for eternity. That's true. That's that's the power of the internet. It's there forever. Mm-hmm. Can't take it away. Yeah, nope. yeah if anyone in 3,000 years is listening, listening to this, I appreciate you getting through all of it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sticking a lot. with us. You did the whole and, series? I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. You better have done the whole series. If not, go back, finish the whole series, and then come back and get these last few minutes out. Um, but yeah, thanks for anyone who listened to it. Thank and, you very um, much. Thank you, Kuji. I think, if nothing else, this allowed us to stay in touch, which uh, is invaluable. Of course. And um, I definitely learned... You are uh, a very interesting person to talk to and to a person with very interesting opinions that I think anyone would uh, have the pleasure of hearing. So that's uh, something we can take with us. That's very kind. I've learned that you're much better at preparing than I am and (laughs) you have your head in basically the right place most of the time. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think we make a good team here. Yeah. Um, it's unclear whether we'll we'll do any other podcasts in the future, but if we do, we'll we'll be ready. Um. So just keep keep your eye on us. Maybe something will happen. Maybe not. Toy Story Four is coming out next June. That's all I gotta say. I see you, Toy Story. I see you. <laughs> see you coming. Um, and I think uh, we'll end it there. So, oh, I thought you were just gonna end right there. <laughs> I think we'll end it there. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> That'd be pretty <laughs> kind of very Sopranos ending we could have had. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll say uh, so long, partners. Goodbye.
Yeah, I got a circle jerk here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stinger.